Shri Vishnu Sahasranama, name 945, is Ruchirangada. Ruchira means pleasing. Anga means body. Da means giver. So he's the giver of a beautiful body. Means he gives his beautiful body, his own beautiful body, to his devotees. It's a treat for them to enjoy. And he gives beautiful bodies to the devotees. This is similar to names we've had previously like Sumukha, a nice face. Svasya also means nice face. Svanga, nice body. Subanga, auspicious body. Sundara, beautiful. Parasha Bhatta explains this name to mean that he gives his own beautiful, lovely form for his devotees to enjoy. Everything he has is for his devotees to enjoy. His Satchitananda Rup is, is technically described as being Satchitananda Rupa. Generally, the impersonalists like to think of Satchitananda as something impersonal, but Satchitananda Vigraha, his very form, is composed of or is eternally existing as eternal existence, sat, chit, fully conscious, and ananda, full bliss, full beauty. His devotees love to see this. We have many descriptions in the Bhagavatam, in the prayers of the devotees. I'll uh, give some translations from the uh, Divya Prabandham, the Tamil Veda, as it's called, describing the beauty of the Supreme Lord, as the devotees relish that beautiful form. This, the, these are some translations from Namalvas, Tiruvaipoli. I am truly enchanted by the reddish lips, the beautiful navel, the shining row of teeth, the lustrous ear ornaments, all competing with one another in encircling me and enslaving me. Enslaving me. Enslaving me. A slave to beauty. But the most successful of them all is the blossoming smile in the red lips through which the Lord communicates his message to me while in my heart. Nothing else can equal this grace. Another, the one unique unparalleled Lord shines as my soul's soul within me. Atma, Atma. I see him in me with large, beautiful red eyes, with his mouth and lips resembling beautiful deep red fruits with the rows of beautiful teeth showing ever so slightly. That means he has a very slight smile on his face in this vision. With the makara-shaped ear ornaments, fish-shaped ear ornaments, with a, the, with a bodily luster, cloud-colored, with a shining crown, with four long arms, with five beautiful weapons. 
beautiful weapons. His weapons are beautiful. His conch, his sudarshan disk, his mace, his bow, his sword, with all these he stands inside me. So in this way, Namalva beautifully describes the beauty of his form and also captures the fact that this lovely form is there. He, he likes that his devotees enjoy seeing him. There are innumerable descriptions of his beauty. I've given many of these in his, these Vishnu Sahasranam talks. Here are some more. I, I actually don't remember whether I read this series or not that I'm going to read now, but it doesn't matter. We can read them again and again and again. From the prayers of Lord Shiva in the fourth canto, prayers to Lord Vishnu. Uh, so these are some of the translations given by Srila Prabhupada. The Lord's beauty resembles a dark cloud during the rainy season. As the rainfall glistens, his bodily features also glisten. Indeed, he is the sum total of all beauty. The Lord has four arms and an exquisitely beautiful face with eyes like lotus petals, a beautifully highly raised nose, a mind-attracting smile, a beautiful forehead, and equally beautiful and fully decorated ears. So words fail to capture, but Lord Shiva and Srila Prabhupada in rendering Lord Shiva's words in English do a very good job. The Lord very kindly manifests himself in the form of the deity. He gives himself to the devotees. The devotees appreciate the beauty of Krishna. Some see just a statue, but Pratima Nahatumi Sakhat Brajendranandam. The deity is not a statue. He's directly Krishna in Vrindavan, the son of uh, Nanda Maharaj. Uh, another verse continuing what Lord Shiva says, the Lord is super excellently beautiful on account of his open and merciful smile and his sidelong glance upon his devotees. His black hair is curly and his garments waving in the wind appear like flying saffron pollen from lotus flowers. Ooh! <laughs> trying, to, trying to put these analogies together in our head. His glittering earrings, shining helmet, bangles, garland, ankles bells, waist belt, and various other bodily ornaments combine with conch shell, disc, club, and lotus flower to increase the natural beauty of the kostuba pearl on his chest. Here Srila Prabhupada writes, Kostuba pearl. The Lord has shoulders just like a lion's. Upon these shoulders are garlands, necklaces, and epaulets. That means um, kind of armor for protecting the shoulder in when so you don't get your shoulder 
cut by a sword. And all of these are always glittering. Besides these, there is the beauty of the Kostuba Mani pearl. And on the dark chest of the Lord, there are streaks named Srivatsa, which are signs of the goddess of fortune. The glittering of these streaks excels the beauty of the golden streaks on a gold-testing stone. Indeed, such beauty defeats a gold-testing stone. The Lord's abdomen is beautiful due to three ripples in the flesh. Being so round, his abdomen resembles the leaf of a banyan tree, and when he exhales and inhales, the movement of the ripples appears very, very beautiful. The coils within the navel of the Lord are so deep that it appears that the entire universe sprouted out of it and yet again wishes to go back. Beautiful imagery. The entire universe did sprout out of the coils of the navel of the Lord, but the, the idea is given that the universe is so much fascinated by the beauty of the Lord that the, the universe wants to go back inside the body of the Lord. See that the abdomen of the Lord is described as being somewhat round. It's not exactly the idea that in the, the present idea you have to have uh, all muscly body, but a little fatty in Vedic culture that is considered very nice. When some of Srila Prabhupada's artist disciples started to depict Krishna and other male forms with the uh, Western idea of very muscular, Srila Prabhupada showed a picture of Krishna looking a little fatty. And he said this, this very muscular form, he said that is the I. That is the concept of beauty of the meat eaters. And the little fatty form, he said, this is beauty as appreciated by the milk drinkers. Continuing Lord Shiva's prayers. The lower part of the Lord's waist is dark and covered with yellow garments and a belt bedecked with golden embroidery work. His symmetrical lotus feet and the calves, thighs, and joints of his legs are extraordinarily beautiful. Whew. Normally we don't think of feet as being very beautiful or the calves of the legs, but indeed, Lord Shiva says, the Lord's entire body appears to be well built. My dear Lord, your two lotus feet are so beautiful that they appear like two blossoming petals of the lotus flower which grows during the autumn season. Indeed, the nails of your lotus feet emanate such a great effulgence that they immediately dissipate all the darkness in the heart of a conditioned soul. My dear Lord, kindly show me that form of yours which always dissipates all kinds of darkness in the heart of a devotee. My dear Lord, you are the supreme spiritual master of everyone. Therefore, all conditioned souls covered with the darkness of ignorance can be enlightened by you as the spiritual master. This is a very important point. The form of Krishna dissipates darkness in the heart of a devotee. So it's not like looking at some work of art or ogling over some beautiful woman 
the beauty of Krishna is completely spiritual and devotees who have the spiritual eyes of love to see that. Premanjana churita bhakti vilochanena santasadaiva hudyeshu vilokayanti yang shyama sundaram achintyaguna swarupam govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajami. Devotees, their eyes anointed with the salve of love, see always within their heart the transcendental form of Krishna within their heart. So a devotee who begins to appreciate the beauty of Krishna, by doing so, the darkness and dirtiness in their heart is dissipated. We see here in India, uh, one of Srila Prabhupada's main strategies for establishing this Krishna consciousness movement in India, of course, it was already there, Krishna consciousness, nothing new to India, but particularly as Srila Prabhupada was presenting it in the disciplic line, Srila Prabhupada wanted to have uh, beautiful temples with beautiful deities and beautiful deity worship. And we see that so many people come to these temples and that the, temp the deity worship should be conducted in such a manner that everyone is astonished by the beauty of Krishna. The pious people of India can appreciate the beauty of Krishna. Very, it's, it's very natural for them to do so. They, they don't uh, bring up so many doubts. Oh, it's just a statue. Of course, some of them do, but huge numbers of people have great faith in the form of Krishna. That is the great asset. So the deity worship in ISKCON temples should be, or all temples should be conducted in such a manner that simply by seeing the deity, people will be attracted. And automatically, uh, that awakens their attraction to Krishna because the deity is Krishna. And their attraction to material things will automatically diminish. There's a very beautiful description in the Bhagavatam of how Akrura taking Krishna and Balaram <clears throat> to Mathura stopped to take bath in the Yamuna in a place which is now known as Akrura Ghat. And he went to the Yamuna, came back, He's, and then again he went to the Yamuna. So there's a description how Akrura had a vision and Srila Prabhupada renders it in Krishna book as following, as follows. After returning to the Yamuna, Akrura saw Balaram turned into Sheshanaga and Krishna turned into Mahavishnu. He saw the four-handed Supreme Personality of Godhead smiling very beautifully. The Lord was very pleasing to all and was looking toward everyone with a merciful glance. He appeared beautiful with his raised nose, broad forehead, attractive ears, and reddish lips. His arms reaching to the knees were very strongly built. Yeah, but not uh, very strongly built, but not this uh, bulging muscles. His shoulders were high, his chest was very broad, and his neck was was shaped like a conch shell. His navel was very deep and his abdomen was marked with three lines. His hips 
were broad and big, resembling those of a woman, and his thighs resembled the trunks of elephants. The other parts of his legs, the joints and lower extremities, were all very beautiful. The nails of his feet were dazzling without any nail polish. And his toes were as beautiful as the petals of the lotus flower. His helmet was decorated with very valuable jewels. There was a nice belt around his waist, and he wore a sacred thread across his broad chest. Bangles were on his hands, and armlets on the upper portion of his arms. Armlets, you don't know what that is in Western culture, but this. Uh, decoration, ornament for the upper arm. He wore bells on his ankles. He possessed dazzling beauty and his palms were like lotus flowers. He was further beautified by the different emblems of the Vishnu Murti, the conch shell, club, disc and lotus flower, flower which he held in his forehands. His chest was marked with the particular signs of Vishnu, and he wore fresh flower garlands. All in all, he was very beautiful to look at. So we see every particular part of the body is described. This is a description of Vishnu, the Vishnu forms. And of course, in our Gaudiya Sampradaya, we identify that Krishna is the original form of the personality of Godhead. And although all the other forms are extraordinarily transcendentally beautiful, this original form of Krishna is of such a beauty that even Narayana and even Krishna himself is attracted to that beauty. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, spoke about this to Sanatana Goswami. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu quoted a verse spoken by Uddhava, and then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, based on that verse, gave his explanation. I'll read the verses. They're very beautiful. If we can follow at all uh, Sanskrit or Bengali, we'll f find them very beautiful. And even if we can't, the very sound of these verses is also very beautiful because, of course, we're now discussing the beauty of the transcendental form of Krishna. But everything about Krishna is beautiful. The, the, the verses that describe him are non-different from him also. So, Uddhava said, Yanmarja lilau payikangsva yoga Maya balang darshayata grihitam vishmapanam svasya chaso bhagardhe parang padang bhushana bhushanangam to exhibit the strength of his own spiritual potency lord krishna manifested a form just suitable for his pastimes in the material world. This form was this form was wonderful even for him, and was the supreme abode of the wealth of good fortune. Its limbs were so beautiful 
that they increased the beauty of the ornaments worn on different parts of his body. Put on ornaments to beautify the body. But that's not possible with Krishna because there's nothing more beautiful than Krishna. So the ornaments become beautified by being put on Krishna. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu goes on to say, the rest is in, which the rest of what I'll read is in Bengali. Krishna Jate Kela Sarvotam Naralila Nara Bapu Taha Sharup Gopabesh Benokar Nabakishar Natabar Naralila Hoy Anurup. Lord Krishna has many pastimes of which his pastimes as a human being are the best. His form as a human being or apparently as a human being, is the supreme transcendental form. That is Narabhaputaha Swarup. That is his actual, real, original form. We say it's like a human, but rather man is made in the image of God. Our form is like his. It's not anthropomorphism. It's not that we have imagined a man to be God. It's not like that. Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and from our perspective his form looks like that of a human. In this form he is a cowherd boy. He carries a flute in his hand and his youth is new. He is also an expert dancer. All this is just suitable for his pastimes as a human being. This uh, is distinguished from his pastimes in the form of a fish, or a tortoise, or a hog. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continues, Krishna modhu rupa shuna shanatan jai ruper ekarna dubai shab tribhubana sharba prani kare akarshan My dear Sanatan, the sweet, attractive, transcendental form of Krishna is so nice. Just try to understand it. Even a fractional understanding of Krishna's beauty can merge all three worlds in the ocean of love. He attracts all living entities within the three worlds. Yoga maya chitchakti bishuddha shatta parinati Tar shakti loke dekhaite Eirupa ratana bhakta gane gurhadana Prakad koilo nittalila hoite The transcendental form of Krishna is shown to the world, Uchirangada. He gives his beautiful form. The transcendental form of Krishna is shown to the world by Lord Krishna's internal spiritual energy, which is a transformation of pure goodness. This jewel-like form is the most confidential treasure of the devotees. This form is manifested from Krishna's eternal pastimes. Rupa Deke Apanara Krishna Hoilo Chamatkara Ashadite mane uthe kam Shashobhagya jarnam Sondar jadi 
Gunagram Eruk Nittatar Dham. That wonderful form of Krishna in his personal feature is so great that it attracts even Krishna to taste his own association. Indeed, Krishna becomes very eager to taste it. Total beauty, knowledge, wealth, strength, fame, and renunciation are the six opulences of Krishna. He is eternally situated in his opulences. Bhushanera Bhushananga Tahe Lalita Tribhanga Taharupa Bhudanu Nartan Tera Chenitrantaban Tadrida Shandhan Binde Radha Gopi Gonaman Ornaments caress that body, but the transcendental body of Krishna is so beautiful that it beautifies the ornaments he wears. Therefore, Krishna's body is, is said to be the ornament of ornaments. Enhancing the wonderful beauty of Krishna is his three-curved style of standing. Above all these beautiful features, Krishna's eyes dance and move obliquely, acting like arrows to pierce the minds of Srimati Radharani and the gopis. When the arrow succeeds in hitting its target, their minds become agitated. Brahmando pariparabom tahaje shurupargon tashavar bale hare man patibrata shiromani jare kahe bedabani Akarshaye she lakhigan. The beauty of Krishna's body is so attractive that it attracts not only the demigods and other living entities within this material world, but the personalities of the spiritual sky as well, including the Narayanas who are expansions of Krishna's personality. The minds of the Narayanas, the various forms of Narayana, are thus attracted by the beauty of Krishna's body. In addition, the goddesses of fortune, Lakshmis, who are the wives of the Narayanas and are the women described in the Vedas as most chaste, are also attracted by the wonderful beauty of Krishna. Charigo pi monorote, monmote monamote, nam dhare madanamohan. Jini pancha sharadarpa, shayang navakandarpa, raskare loya gopigan. Favoring the gopis, Krishna rides on the chariots of their minds, and just to receive loving service from them, he attracts their minds like Cupid. Therefore, he is also called Madana Mohana, the attractor of Cupid. Cupid has five arrows representing form, taste, smell, sound, and touch. Krishna is the owner of, the, of these five arrows. Ha ha, just see. Cupid, Karmadev, has five arrows. But Krishna is the owner of these arrows. And with his Cupid-like beauty, he conquers the minds of the gopis though they are very proud of their super-excellent beauty, becoming a new Cupid, Krishna attracts their minds and engages in the rasa dance. 
And in the rasa dance, of course, ruchirangada. The gopis are so happy to have the beauty of his form with them. They're always lamenting while they're in the forest, while, while Krishna is there in the forest, and they are in the village of Vrindavan, and they can't see Krishna. But in the rasa dance, all night, they see Krishna. And he doesn't just give his beautiful form for them to see, but to embrace and kiss. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continues, Nijashama shaka shange go garna charan range Brindabane shachanda biha Jara benu dhani shuni stabara jangam prani Pulakampa ashru dha When Lord Krishna wanders in the forest of Vrindavan with his friends, who are on an equal level with him, there are innumerable cows grazing. This is another of, Lord, of the Lord's blissful enjoyment. When he plays on his flute, all living entities, including trees, plants, animals, and human beings, tremble and are, are saturated with jubilation. Tears flow constantly from their eyes. Muktahara bhakapanti indradhanu pichatati pitamba bijuri shancha krishna nabajaladha jagat shasha upar borishaye lilamritadha Krishna wears a pearl necklace that appears like a chain of white herons around his neck. The peacock feather in his hair appears like a rainbow and his yellow garments appear like lightning in the sky. Krishna appears like a newly risen cloud and the gopis appear like newly grown grains in the field. Constant rains of nectarian pastimes fall upon these newly grown grains and it seems that the gopis are receiving beams of life Beams of life, not beams of light, beams of life from Krishna, exactly as grains receive life from the rains. So it's a very beautiful uh, analogy that just like the, the, the grains grow in the field, but if there's no rain, they're drying up. But when the rain comes, then they flourish. So in the same way, the gopis in the village, when Krishna's out in the fields all day, they feel dried up. But when they can join with him at night, and actually they join with him in the day also sometimes, uh, they feel as if the, the, Krishna gives the beauty of his body to them, ruchirangada, and nourishes their, their, their newly sprouted love. It's always new, it's always fresh. They always feel, the gopis always feel when they're going to meet Krishna as if it's the first time, it's always that fresh feeling of expectation. And Krishna feels the same way about the gopis. This is called Purvarag. Madhurja Bhagavata Shah. This is very important. Madhurja Bhagavata Shah. The very essence of God's being God is his sweetness, not his power, not his opulence. Madhurja Bhagavata Shah Brajay Koile 
paracha. This is, this fact is only spread in Vrindavan, outside Vrindavan. Others don't know about this. Madhurja Bhagavata Shah Braje Koilo Paracha Tahashuk Vyase Nandana Stane Stane Bhagavate Borniache Janaite Tahashuni Mate Bhaktagan. The Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna is full in all six opulences, including his attractive beauty which engages him in conjugal love with the gopis. Such sweetness is the quintessence of his qualities. Shukadev Goswami, the son of Vyasadeva, has described these pastimes of Krishna and his sweetness throughout Srimad Bhagavatam. Hearing the descriptions, the devotees become mad with love of God. Kahite Krishna era rashe shloka pare prema beshe preme shanatana hata dhari gopi bhagya krishna gun jay karilo barnan baba beshe mathura nagari Just as the women of Mathura ecstatically describe the fortune of the gopis of Vrindavan and the transcendental qualities of Krishna, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu described the different mellows of Krishna and became overwhelmed with ecstatic love. Grasping the hand of Sanatana Goswami, he recited the following verse. Gopyastapakyamacharanyadamusharupam lavanyasaramasamordvamananyasiddham drigbhipibantyanusavabhinavam durapam this word means the essence of all beauty. Yes, Srila Prabhupada's translation, the women of Mathura say, when they see Krishna, what austerities must the gopis have performed? With their eyes, they always drink the nectar of the form of Lord Krishna, which is the essence of loveliness and is not to be equaled or or surpassed. That form is the only abode of beauty, fame, and opulence. It is self-perfect, ever-fresh, and unique. And as usual, we find in Chaitanya Chaitanya Leela, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or Surabhadamada Rai Ramananda or others, they will quote a Sanskrit verse from Bhagavatam or elsewhere and then unpack that in Bengali. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says about this, Tarunyamrita paraba taranga labanyasha tateshe arbarata bhavodgam bongshidhani chakrabata narirman trinapata Tahadubai Nahoi Udgam. The bodily beauty of Sri Krishna is like a wave in the ocean of eternal youth. In that great ocean is the whirlpool of the awakening of ecstatic love. The vibration of Krishna's flute is like a whirlwind, and the flickering minds of the gopis are like straws and dry leaves. After they fall down in the whirlwind, they never rise again but remain eternally at the lotus feet of Krishna. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. 
Shoki hey, con top koilogo pigon, Krishna rupa shumadhuri pibi pibe, netrabhari, shlaga kore jan matanuman. Oh, my dear friend, what severe austerities have the gopis performed to drink his transcendental beauty and sweetness through their eyes in complete fulfillment. Thus they glorify their births, bodies, and minds. Jaimadhurir urdaan nahija shaman parabome sharupe gane jehur shaba abatari parabom adhikari the sweetness of Krishna's beauty enjoyed by the gopis is unparalleled. Nothing is equal to or greater than such ecstatic sweetness. Even the predominating deities of the Vaikuntha planets, the Narayanas, do not possess such sweetness. Indeed, none of the incarnations of Krishna up to Narayana, possess such transcendental beauty. And of course, the commentators on Vishnu Sahasranam from other Vaishnava Sampradayas won't agree with this, but we are Gauriya Vaishnavas. And uh, in the next session, Krishna willing, I will continue discussing Ruchirangada, he who gives his exquisitely beautiful form to the devotees with a description of the beautiful form of Ramachandra Bhagavan as appreciated by Ravana's sister, Shurparnaka. Vancha kalpatarubhyas chakripa sindhubhya evacha patitanam pavanebhyo vaishna.